day one of Chargers training camp is in the books. Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Chargers.com training camp podcast. A beautiful day for football in Costa Mesa today, an awesome turnout and a lot of happy Chargers fans. Today we catch up with USA Today's Jared Bell to get his national perspective on the Bolts. We also talk with Tyrell Williams and Jalila Dye after their first training camp practice as LA Chargers. But first, it's only appropriate we kick things off with a man who will be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame next weekend, LaDainian Tomlinson. All right, it's my great pleasure to welcome to the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, LaDainian Tomlinson, to the Chargers.com training camp podcast. LT, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Man, what a crowd here today, huh? It is. It's a great crowd. First day of uh, training camp. It's always good for players, at least, to see the support of the fans on the first day. You know, as players, we always wonder what it's going to be like, the atmosphere. Such an electric atmosphere. I'm sure our, our players have to be happy about that. Oh, there's no doubt about that. you got, you got full bleachers. Uh, people have come from all over, from Arizona to San Diego to all parts of L.A. So it's an exciting time, uh, and it's an exciting time for you. What have the last couple of weeks been like for you, and, and how are you preparing for next week? Yeah, the last couple of weeks have been pretty crazy, busy, uh, a lot of interviews, a lot of preparations. Uh, are taking place for obviously the enshrinement and you know what honestly a, a lot of uh, uh, working on the speech and, and so you know here we are about six days away from the enshrinement and I tell you it uh, it's approaching pretty quickly but I'm excited about it. How's the speech coming along? You making any last-minute tweaks? Not really. The no. speech is done um, and now it's all about working on the delivery. You know at this point it's about the performance so making sure no that, um, you know, that I nail everything perfectly, uh, what I need to talk about. I have no doubt it's going to crush it. So, LT, I want to talk about what's going on on the field today. Uh, what do you have eyes on in day one of training camp with Coach Anthony, Anthony Lane in the mix? Well, actually, I, my eyes are on the offensive line. You know, we have a few new additions, um, new tackle, and two new guards. And, and so it's all, it's all about that offensive line coming together and gelling. And this is where it starts at. This is the first day of training camp. Now, they don't have on the pass yet, but that's the group that I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be watching very closely. Yeah, you have Russell Kuhn coming over from Denver. Yeah. Uh, you got two young linemen in the draft, and Dan Feeney and Forrest Lamp. Yeah. Um, knowing Anthony Lynn like you do from your time with him in the Jets and what he was able to do with Shady McCoy in, in Buffalo last year, how is this offensive line going to change? You know what, I, I don't think it'll, it'll change um, too much their style of play. Ken Wisenhunt is the offensive coordinator, yep. and he likes to be balanced. So I think you'll see a balanced offense who like the run and pass, but also I, I think the run to be able to set up the pass, especially play action passes. And Phillip has always been great at throwing the ball down the field. He loves to play action pass and throw it down the field. And it helps that we have some big-time receivers, guys like Keenan Allen that are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guys that can go get the ball. And Keenan Allen, he out in week one last year. Yeah. He, he's going to be a welcome addition for Phillip Rivers. Hunter Henry, expect him to take the next step and then hopefully get Mike Williams on the field. Um, how much do you think guys like Dontrell Inman and Tyrell Williams benefited from, from being kind of thrown in there last year? The biggest teacher is experience. And so um, what, what those guys were able to, to gain last year was vital to their development. And, you know, I know our, our first-round pick, Mike Williams, is, is he's not practicing yet. But it makes us feel good that we have those guys, Inman and, and, and Williams, to at least spell him in, the, in his absence because they proved last year that they're, they're an integral part of this team and they can get the job done. 
So that's a very deep group when we talk about the wide receiver group. I'm very excited to see all those guys kind of come together in jail with Phillip. And then Melvin. Melvin, he didn't have a touchdown his first year. Goes double-digit touchdowns this year. What's he going to do for an encore? Oh, I'm, exci I'm excited to continue to see his development. And I, I think he's proven that, that he's, a, he's a dynamic runner. What I want to see now is his develop, development in the passing game. And I, I think that's one of the things that we'll see him start to come out the backfield a little bit more and catch the ball. But Melvin is a tremendous talent. He's a hard worker. He wants to be really good. And uh, he's out here putting the work in. And I think this offense is going to benefit greatly from going up against this defense with Gus Bradley now in the mix. And it starts up front with those guys, Bosa and Ingram. Uh, what do you make of this defense with Gus Bradley coming in? Well, I, I like our defense. Two of the best pass rushers, uh, the duo in the National Football League, when you no think doubt. about it. And you know what? You have to have a, a, a duo like this because in the AFC West, you know, everybody's got oh, one, every, right? Everybody has one. They have duos. And the offenses are so explosive. When you talk about Oakland and Denver and Kansas City, all offenses are, are explosive. And you got to be able to get the quarterback on the ground. So I'm glad we got two of them, and Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Then you get, hopefully, you get Jason Brett, Casey Hayward out there on the field together in that secondary. When you look at them as a tandem, they are in the upper echelon. How do you think they are going to fit into Gus Bradley's scheme? I, I think just great. You know, Gus has a way of, of getting his guys to create turnovers. I mean, you think about everywhere he's been, his defenses have always created turnovers and gotten the ball back for the offense. And I think that's what we'll see a lot, especially with the ball hawkers that we have back in the secondary. You couple a pass rush like we're going to have with, with, you know, with the ball hawkers back on the back end, I mean, that makes for a really good defense. I expect them to make tremendous strides. But, again, it's all about being healthy also. Yeah, it's just day one, but it's going to be really, really fun, really exciting here in Costa Mesa. LT, I can't thank you enough for your time. We look forward to seeing you next week when they're going to knock it out of the park. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, take care. All right, please be joined by the USA Today's Jarrett Bell on the Chargers.com Training Camp Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Jarrett Bell. Jarrett, how are you, sir? Pretty good, man. It's great to be in uh, Orange County for the kickoff of Chargers training camp. Man, we got a beautiful day, and, and, and look at these bleachers. We yeah. A, we got a full crowd. Yeah, I know they've got more than 5,000 people here, and what a way to kind of kick off, you know, your entry into the market. Um, I think the, the Chargers have to be so pleased that they've got some passion that has been driven by their presence, right? And, you know, that's going to be a, you know, a, a storyline moving forward as they – you know, try to get their footprint established here in this market, and this is a, a great start for them. There's no doubt. I talked to I talked to fans this morning from Arizona, Chino Hills, San Diego, uh, Temecula. So, so Chargers fans have come from all over. But, but on the field, Jared, I know you're only here for a day. You got to go to Seattle tonight. You said? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go and check out the Seahawks. I'm in the midst of an NFL training camp tour. Um, but you know, it's good to kind of get a glimpse of different. Uh, teams as they prepare and, and kind of ramp up on some of the different storylines. Yeah, so you're here for day one of Chargers camp. What do you have your eye on today? Um, basically, I think the one thing I wanted to see was kind of what the connection was going to be with them and the fan base. So I've seen that to this degree already, so that's impressive. But when you start talking about what happens on the field, you know, you look, you want to see that Phillip is uh, throwing the ball like he can and, and 
you know, that's an expectation that you, you always have. Uh, you want to see the new coach, Anthony Lynn, and kind of how he's uh, running his practice. Um, looks like they've got a lot of energy. And uh, basically just, um, you know, from there, I just kind of want to see how things flow with them. But so far, so good. It's early. You've covered Anthony Lynn uh, throughout his career in the NFL, one of the most respected assistants in the league. What is he going to bring to this team? Yeah, I think the experience that he has as a, as a guy who has worked his way up the ladder is going to be tremendous for them. You know, he was a, the Bills offensive coordinator last year and really had a great impact. So, you know, he knows what he's doing. I, I talked to I've talked to people about him uh, through around the league, including Mike Shanahan, and they talked about how when he was a player and when he first started as a coach, and his first coaching job um, as an assistant was was under Mike Shanahan, and the impression was that you're talking about a guy who is just ultra prepared, and you know you can't say enough. I mean, most coaches you, you figure are going to be prepared, but uh, you know here's a guy who really knows the details, knows how to relate, knows how to put his players in the right situations. And so I think that'll be the thing to really kind of uh, key in on in terms of you know the imprint that he has on this team. And you look at the running game too, and what he was able to do in Buffalo last year with Shady McCoy. Melvin Gordon gets double-digit touchdowns last year. I think he was 3.9 a clip. Um, how do you see this running game changing, especially with the revamped offensive line here with Russell Coon Company? Yeah, well, you know, it always starts with the offensive line, but Gordon was a guy who um, brought so much potential when he came in. And then, you know, to have, I think he had, what, zero touchdowns as a rookie and then yeah. <laughs> had like 10 or more. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that just kind of shows that they were able to um, really rely on him as a weapon in the red zone, and he was able to smell his way to the goal line. Um, so that was a great transition. But I think the other thing that happened last year with him um, that underscored his effectiveness was the fact that they, they used the fullback, right? Yeah. And before, they tried to put him in a situation where, you know, he was in a single back set, and that just didn't work. And so I think they they, they kind of found an answer last year for how to best uh, get some effectiveness for him. So obviously, Lynn knows that. He's seen that, and he'll take advantage of that. Because if you've got Melvin Gordon um, really being a threat in the backfield, you know, what does that do for Phillip Rivers? It just kind of helps the whole offense flow, and, and we know what Rivers can do when, when his passing game is on. Speaking of Rivers, though, the one thing that, you know, you've got to see from him is you've got to have the interceptions cut down. And and, and Phillip has had, had it both ways, where he's had situations where he had really low interception seasons, and then he's had a couple few years where the, the picks were, you know, more than you would imagine. And I think a lot of that kind of stem from the fact that sometimes he may try to do too much or, you know, he may feel the pressure to try to do more than, than, he, than he should. And so having the support of a running game should really help Rivers manage the whole flow of the offense a lot better. Yeah, and you talk about the weapons that he has this year, you know, with Antonio Gates and Hunter Henry, who had eight touchdowns last year as a rookie in limited snaps, uh, Keenan Allen coming back. I think you benefit from having uh, Tyrell Williams and Donshaw Inman getting the work that they did last year. Yeah. Uh, how impressive can this offense be? Yeah, and then, you know, the first uh, the first round pick, Mike Williams, uh, um, knock on wood that um, his health situation is, works out so he can can, can kind of get into the flow. But, um, yeah, Rivers has had weapons, and, and you mentioned the two guys, Tyrell and, and, um, and, and Inman. I mean, they came from nowhere, really. 
uh, at least from a national perspective. And, you know, they developed last year, so they'll be even better. But, uh, and then Keenan Allen, we knew he was a special guy. And you mentioned Hunter. I mean, here's a guy who got an opportunity and really just kind of showed what he can bring to the table. So Gates' injury problems last year, um, while you never want to see a guy not on the field, um, it turned out to be a blessing as it related to, to Hunter Henry. And, and, and able, you know, and, and for, for him to get the opportunity to show what he could do. And now you can, you can roll two tight ends out there and, uh, you know, double the trouble and double the matchup headaches. Yeah, I think he's going to take a huge leap this upcoming season. And so, so I, like I said, the offense, I, I think they're going to be very potent. You look at the defensive side of the football, Gus Bradley coming in, and it starts up front, right, with Ingram and Bosa. Uh, what do you think Gus Bradley's imprint is going to be on this defense? Yeah, aggressiveness, aggressiveness, go get the passer. Uh, now you've got bookend guys. And, you know, you think about a year ago, Joey Bosa was not in training camp, and um, that was one of the, the storylines of the summer. And then when he gets in and gets hurt and then gets back, by the time, once he got into the flow, though, he said, whoa, Joey Bosa is the guy that you thought you were hoping you were going to get if you were the Chargers um, as, as the first defensive player drafted. So um, him being here for a full camp, having a year of experience under his belt, now being paired with Ingram and Gus Bradley pushing the buttons. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting some big things for them. You know, one of the things thinking about the Chargers defense, not only last year but over the past couple, three years, uh, boy, you know, closing out games has not been their, yeah. their forte. Six fourth-quarter uh, blown leads, I think, last year. Last year. Yeah. And the year before that, I bet you it was at least six as well. So that's kind of been a bugaboo for them. If they can, you know, have the type of defense that can shut somebody down in the fourth quarter, like you said, you know they're going to have a potent offense. Um, you know, that could be a formula for winning. I mean, obviously you want balance anytime you're an NFL team, and, you know, that's uh, so essential to success. But, yeah, like you said, when you start really kind of tallying up the blown leads and knowing that a stop here, a stop there could result in a victory, that, that's got to be a big priority. But Gus Bradley will help all of that. Yeah, and, but, you know, another thing with that too, Jarrett, these guys were snake-bitten by injuries. It was unbelievable oh, last year. Goodness, with Keenan yeah. Allen going down right off the bat, then, you know, Danny Woodhead was on the team last year. He, oh, yeah. he went down. Just a lot of injuries, and I think that is going to help some of those younger guys who were thrown into – into the offense like a like a Tyrell Williams and a Dontrell Inman this year. Jason Verrett is another one yeah. that was hurt. Oh, yeah. uh, what do you make of this secondary and, and what Gus likes to do, you know, what he did in Seattle and Jacksonville versus what these guys can do? Because these guys are uh, a top man-to-man -to -man corner tandem as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point um, because when you look at the talent they have in a secondary, it is definitely um, built around man coverage, which plays right into what Gus Bradley wants to do in terms of you know the, the schemes and being versatile up front. I mean, it's easy to to look at the Seattle secondary and the great secondary they had there as the model. Um, but the the one thing about the Legion of Boom, as as great as they were and are still, the guys who are still there, um, they complemented what was happening up front. So if you can get that rush going and those guys um, bringing the heat up front, then obviously the secondary is going to be so much better. And when you put them in those man situations. Um, that's kind of what you want to happen to allow your schemes to work up front. No doubt. Jared, I want to get you out of here on this. Uh, this AFC West is a beast, right? You, <laughs> oh, got, yeah. you, got, you got the, the Chiefs and the Raiders and, and the Broncos were a little down last year, but we know about their defense. I tell you what, though, this Chargers roster is very complete when healthy. 
Yeah. Uh, if, if healthy, uh, what do you what do you see uh, for their prospects this year? You know what? They could be a surprise team, no doubt. But I mean, we know how it goes in the NFL, where you have a number of teams at the top, say four or five teams. You can go into the league every year and say these teams we know they're going to be good. You've got four or five teams. You say, okay, we know they're going to be bad. They're rebuilding, blah blah blah. And then you've got about twenty teams in the middle where they could be really good or playoff contenders, or they could be, you know, five and eleven, a bad team. And so many variables kind of affect that, including injuries, including you know blown leads, and including um, players getting hot and not. So, so the Chargers are going to be competitive. They've been that even in their down years. So I know the Raiders are the team to beat in my mind in the AFC West. And I say that, like I said, in my mind, in Kansas City's mind, they're the team to beat because they've got the Raiders number. So um, I think it's going to be very competitive, but I, I'd give the Chargers a chance to, to kind of compete. But like you said, um, there's a there's competition. And Denver, you know, two years removed from a Super Bowl championship. So, um, you know, the Chargers have their work cut out for them. But here's what they have you know that the other teams in the division don't have even though the Raiders have uh, Derek Carr they've got Phillip Rivers so if you have Phillip Rivers you have a quarterback an experienced quarterback that can make such a difference so if Rivers can cut down on the picks and they can get the, the balance and the supporting cast working around him um, he can do his part. It's gonna be competitive it's gonna be so much fun I'm so glad football is back and you could tell how excited Chargers fans are here in Costa Mesa he's Jared Bell you can follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Bell. Jared I can't thank you enough for your time man. I appreciate it man it's good to be here let's safe. see what happens. Absolutely safe travels. Here with Tyrell Williams and Tyrell before we get to the field what was your reaction to this crowd today, man? It was huge. Uh, it was awesome. You know, it's a good welcoming for our first day of training camp in uh, L.A. So, I mean, everybody was excited. It was a fun day. A lot of Charger pride out here. Uh, I want to get to the field. What happened today? How was that was the first day? Uh, it was good. You know, just get back out there and get moving and just, you know, just be back out here in front of the fans especially, you know, and just be back in football mode. So, it's, I had a lot of fun today. How has Anthony Lynn kind of changed the culture, the the, the mentality of this football team this offseason? Uh, he's been big, man. He's he's really helped us out a lot. Uh, he, he's definitely taking care of us and making sure that we're going to be uh, healthy and rested throughout camp. And but we're also coming out here and working real hard every single day. So I mean, he's been a been a big big change for us. I like it a lot. It's it's year three for you in the league, and you know last year over a thousand yards, you have seven touchdowns. How much confidence does that give you going into your third season? Uh, it's definitely a confidence boost, you know. I just I still feel like I have a bunch to work on, you know, and being able to have Keenan back now and, and have Mike coming in this year to help all of us on offense, you know, so and then to take tough stuff from them and, and incorporate it in my season this year. So uh, just kind of using that as motivation a little bit, but I, I still need to stay working. Yeah, how much does that help you guys just pushing each other? You know, you, like you said, Mike Williams is here, Keenan Allen's back. Mm -hmm. Hunter Henry took a big step in his rookie year. How much having that, that competition internally among the tight ends and wide receivers helps your game? Uh, it's big. You know, we're all pushing each other every day, you know, in the classroom and on the field. So everybody wants to have a big play. Everybody wants to do what they can to help the team. So it's it's definitely big for us. Yeah. So trading camp's a grind, man. We're one day in. How do you pace yourself and at the same time, you know, retain as much as possible, not only on the field, but also in the, in the classroom and, and back in the hotel? Uh, you know, I ch we had Kobe come yesterday, and so I, the big thing I took from him is just being the moment. And so when I'm on the field now, I just try to, you know, I'm putting everything I have into on the field. And then when I'm in the classroom, put everything into that. And when I have time for rest, I need to make sure I'm paying attention to and putting everything I can to my rest. So just taking it, you know, session by session. What was that like, Kobe? I was going to ask you about Kobe coming in. A surprise visit to you guys mm -hmm. before before you guys kicked things off. How big was that to 
just kind of get things going in Los Angeles? Uh, it was awesome. You know, Kobe's obviously one of the best to, to ever play, you know, athletes in the world. So uh, I try to take everything I could from him and, and see how he goes and takes his days day by day uh, through the season and stuff and kind of try it out and see if I like it. And, I mean, obviously it worked for him, so uh, hopefully it worked for me. A new-look defense here in Los Angeles with Gus Bradley. I know it's day one, but even through OTAs, um, what have you seen from those guys and, and how, how are they going to make you guys better on the offensive side of the football? Uh, Gus is an awesome coach. You know, he comes out here and has uh, energy every single day. He's yeah. always smiling, always got bringing good energy to offense and defense. So, uh, I mean, I like his scheme. You know, and the guys, we got great defense, you know, so being able to go against them every single day is going to help us throughout the season, definitely. Awesome. Tyrell, appreciate the time, my man. We will uh, check in with you throughout camp. All right, thank you. All right, take care, bud. All right, here with Charger safety, Jaleel Dye. And Jaleel, first, this crowd, what do you make of these guys coming out to support you guys on day one? Man, it's unbelievable. You know, from the first time we stepped off the bus, greeted by our fans, man, the, the turnout was crazy. You know, you know, with the move, man, you never know. And it's crazy we had fans all the way from L.A., Orange County, even in San Diego, man, come out and support us today. You know, we're appreciative of all our fans across all of Southern California. It was a great atmosphere. You got the food trucks out here, the NFL experience, and a lot of Chargers fans coming from everywhere, like you mentioned. I saw you signing autographs uh, for a long time over there. On the field today, how did the first day go on defense? Felt good. Yeah? Felt good. You know, obviously it's not perfect. You know, we're shaking the rust off. Um, but we made plays out there. And, you know, that's the biggest thing. You want to make plays, get our hands on the ball, um, get turnovers. And um, individually, man, I felt okay. Um, I made a few plays, you know, but never satisfied. I'm, I'm trying to take my game to the next level this year, so every day is a process. How did you prepare for camp? Because we know it's a grind and you got to pace yourself and, and, and get into that mode. How did you prepare over this offseason? I trained out here actually in Huntington, you know, with Pro Institute Sports. Um, I trained from back home in Tampa, Florida. Dwight Ross came out here and trained me and a few of the other guys, and we did a lot of, a lot of sand work, you know, a lot of um, – a lot of drills, a lot of DB drills, a lot of move, hip movement, and just conditioning, man. I mean, this is the what about the city can you live in and training? Yeah, know? it's looking so better. I was out here this all season. I got it in. That's great. Uh, what's it been like uh, working with Gus and what, what he's brought to this defense? And, and Gus allows you to relax. Yeah. He allows you to relax. He allows you to play. He brings fun back to the game. You know, at this level, you know, a lot of guys tend to overthink, and they make more of it than what it is, and it's really just football. Um, he allows you to think, and you get to play fast, man. It's awesome. It's such a talented secondary. And then you couple that with Ingram and Bosa, and, and you guys have talent on all three levels of this defense. How good can this defense be in 2017 when healthy? Sky's the limit. You know, you, you never want to say that you got it. You never want to say that what we're going to be. And the only thing we can do is show you guys, and that's what we're working towards. I want to get you out of here on this. Uh, you had a surprise visitor yesterday, Kobe Bryant. Um, what was that? What was that experience like for you? And what did you take from that from that visit? It was crazy. He spit. He spit nothing but knowledge to us. You know, one of the greatest players, if the greatest player to ever play the game. You know, it's it was crazy. And when he walked, and they introduced him um, from the back of the room. He walked to the front. It was almost like I. I was almost like. Did a, you know he was in the back of the room? No one knew. No one knew. I didn't know. I was I was low key starstruck. I'm like, man, this is really Kobe. Like, this is really wisdom that you can keep with you and it can benefit you in everyday life. One of LA's greatest chance, man. Julie, appreciate the time, my man. Thank you. Take God care. Bless. That'll do it for today's Chargers.com training camp podcast. A big thanks to LaDainian Tomlinson, Jared Bell, Tyrell Williams, and Jaleel Adai. Now, if you didn't get a chance to make it out to practice Sunday, you'll have 12 more chances to see the Chargers at the Jack Hammett Sports Complex. Keep it locked to Chargers.com for details, as well as exclusive training camp content. Until next time, we'll see you soon.